section thirty one of england this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox the world's story volume nine england edited by eva march tappan section thirty one the white ship eleven twenty by dante gabriel rossetti henry the first second living son of the conqueror became king of england in eleven twenty and he succeeded in also gaining possession of normandy he had made great plans for his only son william who was to be his successor but in eleven twenty the white ship on which this young prince william was sailing from normandy to england was wrecked and he with all his fellowship was lost the editor by none but me can the tale be told the butcher of rouen poor barold lands are swayed by a king on a throne twas a royal train put forth to sea yet the tale can be told by none but me the sea hath no king but god alone king henry held it as life's whole gain that after his death his son should reign twas so in my youth i heard men say and my old age calls it back to-day king henry of england's realm was he and henry duke of normandy the times had changed when on either coast clerkly harry was all his boast of ruthless strokes full many and one he had struck to crown himself and his son and his elder brother's eyes were gone and when to the chase his court would crowd the poor flung ploughshares on his road and shrieked our cry is from king to god but all the chiefs of the english land had knelt and kissed the prince's hand and next with his son he sailed to france to claim the norman allegiance and every baron in normandy had taken the oath of fealty twas sworn and sealed and the day had come when the king and the prince might journey home for christmas cheer is to home hearts dear and christmas now was drawing near stout fitzstephen came to the king a pilot famous in sea-faring and he held to the king in all men's sight a mark of gold for his tributes right liege lord my father guided the ship from whose boat your father's foot did slip when he caught the english soil in his grip and cried by this clasp i claim command o'er every rood of english land he was born to the realm you rule or now in that ship with the archer carved at her prow and thither i'll bear and it be my due your father's son and his grandson too the famed white ship is mine in the bay from 
harfleur's harbour she sails to-day with masts fair pennant as norman spears and with fifty well-tried mariners quoth the king my ships are chosen each one but i'll not say nay to stephen's son my son and daughter and fellowship shall cross the water in the white ship the king set sail with the eve's south wind and soon he left that coast behind the prince and all his a princely show remained in the good white ship to go with noble knights and with ladies fair with courtiers and sailors gathered there three hundred living souls we were and i barold was the meanest hind in all that train to the prince assigned the prince was a lawless shameless youth from his father's loins he sprang without ruth eighteen years till then he had seen and the devil's dues in him were eighteen and now he cried bring wine from below let the sailors revel ere yet they row our speed shall o'ertake my father's flight though we sail from the harbour at midnight the rowers made good cheer without check the lords and ladies obeyed his beck the night was light and they danced on the deck but at midnight's stroke they cleared the bay and the white ship furrowed the waterway the sails were set and the oars kept tuned to the double flight of the ship in the moon swifter and swifter the white ship sped till she flew as the spirit flies from the dead as white as a lily glimmered she like a ship's fair ghost upon the sea and the prince cried friends tis the hour to sing is a song-bird's course so swift on the wing and under the winter stars still throng from brown throats white throats merry and strong the knights and the ladies raised a song a song nay a shriek that rent the sky that leaped o'er the deep the grievous cry of three hundred living that now must die an instant shriek that sprang to the shock as the ship's keel felt the sunken rock tis said that afar a shrill strange sigh the king's ships heard it and knew not why pale fit stephen stood by the helm mid all those folk that the waves must whelm a great king's heir for the waves to whelm and the helpless pilot pale at the helm the ship was eager and sucked athirst by the stealthy stab of the sharp reef pierced and like the moil round a sinking cup the waters against her crowded up a moment the pilot's senses spin the next he snatched the prince mid the din cut the boat loose and the youth leaped in a few friends leaped with him standing near row the sea's smooth and the night is clear what none to be saved but these and i row row as you'd live all here must die out of the churn of the choking ship which the gulf grapples and the waves strip they struck with the strained oars flash and dip 
twas then o'er the splitting bulwark's brim the prince's sister screamed to him he gazed aloft still rowing apace and through the world's surf he knew her face to the toppling decks clave one and all as a fly cleaves to a chamber wall i berold was clinging anear i prayed for myself and quaked with fear but i saw his eyes as he looked at her he knew her face and he heard her cry and he said put back she must not die and back with the current's force they reel like a leaf that's drawn to a water-wheel neath the ship's travail they scarce might float but he rose and stood in the rocking boat lo the poor ship leaned on the tide o'er the naked keel as she best might slide the sister toiled to the brother's side he reached an oar to her from below and stiffened his arms to clutch her so but now from the ship some spied the boat and saved was the cry from many a throat and down to the boat they leaped and fell it turned as a bucket turns in a well and nothing was there but the surge and swell the prince that was and the king to come there in an instant gone to his doom despite of all england's bended knee and maugre the norman fealty he was a prince of lust and pride he showed no grace till the hour he died when he should be king he oft would vow he'd yoke the peasant to his own plough or him the ships score their furrows now god only knows where his soul did wake but i saw him die for his sister's sake by none but me can the tale be told the butcher of rouen poor berold lands are swayed by a king on a throne twas a royal train put forth to sea yet the tale can be told by none but me the sea hath no king but god alone and now the end came o'er the water's womb like the last great day that's yet to come with prayers in vain and curses in vain the white ship sundered on the mid-main and what were men and what was a ship were toys and splinters in the sea's grip iberold was down in the sea and passing strange though the thing may be of dreams then known i remember me blithe is the shout on harfleur's strand when morning lights the sails to land and blithe is harfleur's echoing gloam when mothers call the children home and high do the bells of rouen beat when the body of christ goes down the street these things and the like were heard and shown in a moment's trance neath the sea alone and when i rose twas the sea did seem and not these things to be all a dream the ship was gone and the crowd was gone and the deep shuddered and the moon shone and in a straight grass my arms did span the main-yard rent from the mast where it ran and on it with me was another man where lands were none neath the dim sea sky we told our names that man and i oh i am godfrey de ligel height and son am i to a belted knight 
and i am barot the butcher's son who slays the beasts in rouen town then cried we upon god's name as we did drift on the bitter winter sea but lo a third man rose o'er the wave and we said thank god us three may he save he clutched to the yard with panting stare and we looked and knew fitz stephen there he clung and what of the prince quoth he lost lost we cried he cried woe on me and loosed his hold and sank through the sea and soul with soul again in that space we two were together face to face and each knew each as the moment sped less for one living than for one dead and every still star overhead seemed an eye that knew we were but dead and the hours passed till the noble sun sighed god be thy help my strength's fordone o oh, farewell friend for i can no more christ take thee i moaned and his life was o'er three hundred souls were all lost but one and i drifted over the sea alone at last the morning rose on the sea like an angel's wing that beat towards me sore numbed i was in my sheepskin coat half dead i hung and might nothing note till i woke sun warmed in a fisher boat the sun was high o'er the eastern brim as i praised god and gave thanks to him that day i told my tale to a priest who charged me till the shrift were released that i should keep it in mine own breast and with the priest i thence did fare to king henry's court at winchester we spoke with the king's high chamberlain and he wept and mourned again and again as if his own son had been slain and round as ever there crowded fast great men with faces all aghast and who so bold that might tell the thing which now they knew to their lord the king much woe i learnt in their communing the king had watched with a heart sore stirred for two whole days and this was the third and still to all his court would he say what keeps my son so long away and they said the ports lie far and wide that skirt the swell of the english tide and english cliffs are not more white than her women are and scarce so light her skies as their eyes are blue and bright and in some port that he reached from france the prince has lingered for his pleasance but once the king asked what distant cry was that we heard twixt the sea and sky and one said with such like shouts pardie do the fishers fling their nets at sea and one who knows not the shrieking quest when the sea-mew misses its young from the nest twas thus till now they had soothed his dread albeit they knew not what they said but who should speak to-day of the thing that all knew there except the king then pondering much they found a way and met round the king's high seat that day and the king sat with a heart sore stirred and seldom he spoke and seldom heard twas then through the hall the king was ware of a little boy with golden hair as bright as the golden poppy is 
that the beach breathes for the surf to kiss yet pale his cheek as the thorn in spring and his garb black like the raven's wing nothing was heard but his foot through the hall for now the lords were silent all and the king wondered and said alack who sends me a fair boy dressed in black why sweetheart do you pace through the hall as though my court were a funeral then lowly knelt the child at the dais and looked up weeping in the king's face oh wherefore black o king ye may say for white is the hue of death to-day your son and all his fellowship lie low in the sea with the white ship king henry fell as a man struck dead and speechless still he stared from his bed when to him next day my reed i read there's many an hour must needs beguile a king's high heart that he should smile full many a lordly hour full fain of his realm's rule and pride of his reign but this king never smiled again by none but me can the tale be told the butcher of rouen poor barold lands are swayed by a king on a throne twas a royal train put forth to sea yet the tale can be told by none but me the sea hath no king but god alone End of section thirty one this recording is in the public domain